Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I'm joined by four other human beings, uh, all on telephones or on uh, computers, I guess. Uh, Mark Fangmeyer, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Wes? Uh, yeah, perfect. Everything is everything is amazing, and no, there's no sadness in the world. Uh, <laughs> Rodrigo Sanchez Javaria, um, <laughs> you man, it's good to see you. Um, we're, I, I I never really take too much time off, and today is the first day like in my two weeks time off that I'm taking off. So, so like, I'm you, excited. You took like a vacation day today. Well, more like I'm taking two weeks. <laughs> oh, look, you're taking. Whoa, all right. So, like, I'm I'm just gonna be staying at home and working on on other stuff. But I also started social distancing coaching, so that was interesting. So overall, soccer seems to be coming back in this family tomorrow. Isa, watch, and apparently uh, Giselle are gonna go over to Como and and start some other Como high school training. So we'll see how that goes. They, so they're not passing to other people yet they're just they're just kind of running far away from each other um and when i was coaching um like everybody has like their it's like an eight by ten grid kind of almost <laughs> yeah right it's like huge right yeah and so so what we've done is like since you know there's about a foot or two in between the grids they just pass the ball between grids and then if you have it's like it's like imagine playing a big big game of four square, right? Everybody yeah, stays yeah. to their own square and you can just pass the ball around. That's kind of like the, the, the most advanced kind of thing that we've been, we've been doing at the moment. And I'm sure as, as, as uh, I'll have more ideas, but that's just kind of like the basics that we're working on, you know, passing to two people and then passing on four and then just switching the, the direction of the ball that goes up. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, Corey Shreppel who uh, just put on his uh, full Mingo drip kit it is looking good. You even oh, it's great. That it was that wasn't free swag because we don't we don't rise no. to that level of uh, of no. influencer. Uh, Corey, you doing all right? I'm doing I'm doing fine, man. You know, I kind of kind of wish like kit makers would make an extra small for us tiny guys, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll swim in it a little bit. I finally, Corey. Corey, what did you win recently? Uh, I believe oh. in, as they say in Massachusetts, I want a Peabody. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Peabody Award winning. Uh, um, it's in my writer. Co-host uh, is Corey Shreppel. Congratulations on that. For uh, in Thanks, the, buddy. You worked on, on In the Dark, particularly, it was season two that won, right? For the, Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. The one that got the Supreme Court to talk in, about some stuff. In non-COVID times, would there have been a ceremony that you would have been at? Yeah, and um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge won for Fleabag as well, and I'm super pissed that I don't get to go at least kind of be in the same room as Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Same, it, same thing. I'm really bummed. Molly of Denali also won, so you could have been in the same <laughs> yeah. room as Molly of Denali, which uh, Emil would be very impressed with. So, um, yeah. Uh, Alex Schieferdecker returning to the podcast after a, a long, uh, long layoff. Uh, it's great to see you. Uh, how are you doing? Good, good. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, is hanging out here in my house. <laughs> Shit, uh, oh man. Along, along with all of our Philadelphia's resident bat-wielding, statue-protecting <laughs> Italians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how, good, how, good times over here. How have the, how's Philadelphia been the last few weeks uh, from your, uh, I mean, I've seen it on Unicorn Riot, but from your view, w- w- have you been out much or? Um, I've been out occasionally. It's been humid. Um, so only, um, 
only people who like humidity have been out. Um, also, all, all the, uh, th- that stuff with uh, the, I don't live in the neighborhood where the racist Italian Americans live. So I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> you live in Philadelphia, they're... my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be that far. <laughs> West, West Philadelphia is different. We had, we had some protests. We had a little bit of yeah. uh, looting nearby, but you know, I mean, yeah. I mean the, compared to compared to what you, I can't tell you guys any, yeah. anything. I think. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it, it's great to to uh, have you guys all together. We've got. Um, we were going to take this week off, I, I think, and uh, and then the uh, grouping came out for the MLS uh, MLS's back cup, which I think is actually what they're calling it. Um, and Here's we what were, the trophy's going to look like. I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, I wish I had. Are you I, are you going to share your screen? What like what was? No, like no. I, I, one thing I saw on Twitter was like somebody just had like a, a picture of like a trophy. It literally was just like a back that said MLS on the oh. back of it. <laughs> I would think I, I think it's going to be like a golden N95 mask or something like that. <laughs> I think it should be just a, a golden um, bowl of cereal from uh, from Frosted Flakes, you know, with Tony with Tony the Tiger in it. I think that's the best choice. It, it's actually just going to be like a, a, a gold and silver set of Mickey Mouse ears. Just yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> good. that's good. All the players on the winning team get free agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You know, oh. Like you could see a team like New England Revolution. Everyone just like going crazy. They're planning like <laughs> their lives that depend would be on the it. Hardest. <laughs> That would be like yeah. the best, dirtiest competition. Oh my god! Oh god, I would love that. Uh, um, so we've got a little bit uh, of tidbits uh, that that we'll come back with um, or start with. We've got um, Bundesliga, NWSL, England, that stuff. Who wants to to start with uh, your your favorite, Mark? Um. Well. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna make I, you talk I about watch, Bundesliga. No, I was, I was actually very disappointed this weekend because, like, I only I I have basic cable, so I only get FS1, so I don't get like you know the uh, other matches on FS2. Yeah, and my new favorite team, Union Berlin, I still have yet to see them win because this is the first weekend they won since they've come back, but it wasn't on FS1, so I couldn't watch it. So I feel like, again, I'm just very <laughs> cursed in that I can never see my new favorite team ever win, and the season's going to be over soon. So I think, I think you'll get to see them next season. I think they're almost, I think they're mathematically safe. I believe so. From relegation. So there's always next year. And there's so much so much crap below them, uh, which will... Well, I mean, the 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 games that, that really matter, because um, the, the title race is almost completely done um but the games that really matter are um uh um for mainz and well paderborn are pretty much done so it's just mainz dusseldorf and werder who are all kind of locked in this really close battle um mainz have 31 points uh dusseldorf and werder have 28 um and there's a couple games this week because we've got um uh, plug Blackheart of St. Paul is back open and uh, we're opening Wednesday for um, Dortmund Mainz at 1.30. Um, there's also some uh, EPL games and then Saturday is Mainz Werder. So that's the big, the six point game. Um, and because those are really the only games worthwhile. Dusseldorf play Augsburg, um, which Augsburg are surprisingly decent. Um, I know I made fun of them when we said when Minnesota United was going to play against them, but um, yeah, any anything you guys are looking forward to in, in the rest of the, this week or, or whatever for Bundesliga? 
Uh, Ber- Berlin is on is 14th in the table, so what are they, like two spots away from? Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, and they've got 35 points. They, they'd have to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's three three games left, they have a seven. Yeah, there's there's seven. They're, yeah, they're seven off the off the the sixteenth right now. Yeah. So it's they're not mathematically yeah. safe, but it's it's likely. But yeah. Um. Also coming back this weekend is England, which is kind of crazy. It just kind of snuck up on me when I was like doing the the schedule. Like Wednesday, we're opening up, and there's going to be Man City Arsenal right away, and then. Friday is Spurs Man U, which is like I have to. I haven't even figured out how I feel about this. Like, if I'm going to be excited or if I'm going to just be sad. And I feel like I'm going to watch 20 minutes of, the, of Spurs play and then decide to be just sad and ambivalent. Well, Man U lost their friendly to uh, whatever championship side the other day. Oh, two zero. Well, that definitely matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Liverpool hadn't quite clinched it right before things closed. Two wins, two so, wins left, so they could clinch it almost immediately. If if Man City lose to Arsenal on Wednesday, and then Liverpool beat Everton at Goodison Park, they going to be a tough champions. ask because Everton are. We don't they play Brighton. Everton is the Schalke of the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, and then this, you know, this weekend even uh, there's like, uh, well, Saturday there's Bayern Freiburg at eight thirty, um, Brighton Arsenal, and then West Ham Wolves. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm I think I'm actually excited for soccer here, and then especially because now that I'm bartending most of these, then I actually watch the games when I'm when I have to actually be home with my family. I don't actually watch soccer, so. Um. And then finally, and actually, Rodrigo, you kind of picked a good two weeks to take a vacation because there's soccer every day for like the next four or five weeks. So at least you can like watch as much as you want, you know, without having. I mean, I can, anyway. I can, I can watch, but I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at for doing that anyways. So I might as well just enjoy and fully go in and just start drinking beer at eight o'clock in the morning and just start watching games and and yelling at the TV. So no, but I mean, I mean, I'm watching for you know. Um, Newcastle plays on Sunday at 8 a.m., so that should be an interesting game for me to try to wake up at 8 a.m. to be able to start drinking right away. But, hey, that's what Peruvians do sometimes, right? I'll be at the I bar. Mean, you, can, you, you can't drink all day if you don't start first thing in the morning. That's true. It's a fact. It's gonna, that's a, Newcastle hasn't been taken over by their Saudi overlords yet, right? Not yet. That hasn't gone through. No. Nope. Well, we'll no, see. No, the Borg has not reported yet. The Borg has not reported. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see, NWSL then also we've got their schedule and that is going to be, um, some of these are going to be on, I know some of it's going to be on the CBS app, but it's also going to be televised, right? But they haven't said- I think the, I think the opener of the tournament is going to be on CBS proper and then the finals are going to be on CBS proper and then the rest are going to be on CBS all access. Okay. Yeah. Um, which you can get for six bucks a month. You get the first week free and you can cancel anytime. Yeah, just, just. Fork over the seven dollars and just watch it on the app. All the games will be on the app. Just, just do that. You know, give them give them money, and I mean, it's, it's better than playing ESPN uh, Plus subscription. So, oh, are you guys like trying to sell me on this? What's going on? Um, I no, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what we can put on the the, the freaking. Uh 
far. So that's all. Well, I, I don't think they've. I don't think they've announced match times yet. They've announced yeah. the dates, but they haven't announced when they'll be taking place. Okay, so and I'm also curious, like, like as far as the, I mean, the schedule goes. Basically, the format is it's group play, and then eight teams of the nine move on. So, what is the one team that you think is not going to move on? <laughs> that's de- oh, that's definitely sky blue. I don't know. I'm going to go with. You think no- so? I'm going to go with North Carolina just because they were the one team that refused to put like a rainbow version of their logo out for Pride Month. Oh wow! Really? That that's Wes's team. Yeah. Mm. Damn. All right. Well, I'll have to think about that. Uh, that's very surprising. No, no. Well, North Carolina FC did it. NC Courage have a rainbow logo. Well, they were the last ones to do it then. They got oh, some pushback. Okay. All right, fine. Um, anyway, so Ju- June 27th is when this uh, all kicks off. Um, are you do you, do you, are you guys going to like start to uh, embrace a team? Are you going to join the uh, the Portland? I mean, this, this household... The Sanchez Esparza household is all um, Red Stars and Thorns, so so I think that's mostly what we're going to be watching, and that and that's literally is the first you know the first date we have you know on June twenty seventh we have the Red Stars in Orlando and then the Courage and the Thorns, so that should be that's hopefully good. Purely based yeah. on the new on their new kits, like the 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 Red Stars look. I'm all yeah, I'm all in Red yeah. Stars. I'm, yeah, totally. Those, Julie those Ertz, man, hundred percent. Um, uh, last but not least, uh, this is, I mean, this is sem- somewhat in MLS, uh, territory, but, uh, MLS is not going to have Star Spangled Banner, um, before it's games The they're not going to do the national anthem. They say it's because, uh, there's going to be no fans there, which is, uh, I, I mean, do you suspect that that, that they will just bring it back in 2021 that it's just going to be. I don't know. Do you, do you think there's anything to this? I hope they use it as an excuse not to bring it back. It's <laughs> it's so. Uh, what's the why? Why do we? We're the only country that does this. It's very weird. Yeah, other than international competition, which right, you could see the argument for it. Like it's performance art. It's, it's payola, really recent it's performance, performance art. art. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't. It's like the history of it is. Yeah, post the, NFL, the NFL started getting however many millions of dollars to do it. So it was like, well, Seattle Sounders uh, and among others also took money from the Depart- Department of Defense to put on military displays. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious if this is going, if this is them uh, test running something for next year, or if it's just you know, if that if there's not much to it beyond what they said, which is like, well, there's no point in doing this just for. The because they're, they're, they're still going to broadcast it and it's, you know, th- there will be a fair amount of games I would imagine that are going to be nationally broadcast on ESPN proper plus all of the other broadcast partners that they've negotiated with, with Fox and everything. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to imagine that it's like, yeah, may, maybe this is their way to test the waters to transition out of it. For. Well, it's not like any of like unless it's you know like the World Series or whatever like a big like a championship kind of series. None of the broadcasters actually broadcast the national anthem anyways. They just use it as a time to air more commercials. Exactly. And I mean the only the, the one reason why I may miss it if they don't bring it back is that I am notoriously bad at getting to matches on time. <laughs> and it gives me like an extra few minutes to get to my seat. 
Like, cause now the start time would go from like seven Oh eight to like seven Oh five. And I'd be like, I miss even more of the, the, you know, the first five minutes of the match I normally do. You are a true pa- Patriot, my friend. Yeah. You know, thank you. Thank <laughs> and, you very much. And, and look, we wouldn't get another Roseanne Barr version yeah. of the national anthem. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back cause we've got, uh, the big, uh, MLS, the groups to talk about. Wes, I didn't mean it. Your head does not look more shiny than normal. <laughs> no, no, you, I'm sure you got some really interesting responses to your tweet about your shoes and your legs. I'm, I, I, I almost, am I almost, I almost wrote legs, back. But... I almost wrote back when you're like, "What are these wrong answers?" And I was like, "Oh, they're fleshlights for feet." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my shoes are awesome. So I was not talking about my shoes. I was talking I'm about still my, not wrong. My weird freaking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I think I think Issa took the phone away from Nubia to respond for that one. <laughs> that was really funny. So, all right. Um, okay. Hello, it's back. We're on the. <laughs> <laughs> it's back, huh? It's back. You should do like a uh, like a mix of Slim Shady. Welcome back to MLS is back kind of thing. Welcome back to the 551 podcast. I'm Wes. I'm here with Alex Rodrigo, uh, Mark, and Corey. Um, well, comrades, we have uh, we've got six groups. Uh, four of them have four teams in them. One of them has six teams in, in them. The top two teams from each one are going to go on. And then how many of the third place teams are going on? Uh, four. Four. Four of them. Um, which means that... There's going to be in Group A with six teams. There's uh, going to be three teams eliminated, which is uh, makes that group surprisingly tough. Um, well, two of those teams are walkovers. So yeah. Well, that's, wait, wait, wait. Which two? Yeah. Well, let's Chicago uh, and Nashville. Oh, all right. Let's, let's do this. There's um, Orlando in that group too. We, yeah. Group <laughs> wait, wait. O- true. Orlando has a Peruvian goalkeeper. I don't think they're a walkover no more. Yeah. Here's the thing. Well, and, and Orlando is at home which ordinarily gives most teams an advantage. Obviously, it gives Orlando a, a disadvantage. But because their fans won't be in the stadium, it should be an advantage again. So yeah. I think they might be okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's go through these groups. Um, uh, and um, I'm kind of curious what, what your takes in general are on them. But um, Group A, Orlando, Inter-Miami, New York City FC, uh, Philadelphia Union, Chicago, uh, Nashville, um, I think we can safely say three of these teams are just fucking garbage. Orlando, Chicago, Nashville. Now, Orlando does have Oscar Pereja, and maybe they're not going to be garbage. Uh, you know, that's a that's one idea. They did win one of their games. Uh, or no, sorry, drew one of their games. Um, and, you know, we, we know about Chicago and, and Nashville um, Inter Miami lost both of their games. Uh, New York City FC also lost both of their games at the beginning of the season. Philadelphia Union are the only bona fide good team here. Uh, These six teams combined started the year with three points. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Um, three points from two games from a total of twelve games. Um, that's that's uh, <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, 
I guess I'm curious for, for this group, if you have any particular thoughts, but who's the lock team to get out? And uh, I think, yeah, I think Philly's the lock team to get out. I don't think NYCFC knows who they are this season yet. I think Philly, they're the ones that had that firecracker game against LAFC right before the, the lockdown, right? I mean, that and, was a century ago. I have no idea what Yeah, happened. it was like the one that went to like one in the morning or something like that. It was three goals to get that. Uh, yeah, it was... I think Philly is a lock to get out yeah. of the group. Whether whether they're in first or second, um, I think reliably Philly will be the team to get out for sure. I think Philly with the uh, with the lack of uh, of Marco Fabiani is just it's just going to struggle. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I think no, I think Philly has is, is a good shot. I um, I think New York still, you know. We'll, we'll make it out. I think those are my two picks. I think the fire, like at the beginning of the season, proved to be play be playing, you know, okay. I mean, that game against Seattle was an interesting game, but it was also like the first two games of the season. So who knows uh, if they will tank? Plus, they have Cavill, so that's just always mm. always fun to 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 root against for. So, I mean, yeah, I mean Orlando, Pedro Gallese, but we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, and then you um, Nashville. I don't know. I think I think I think that might be something that might be Walker Zimmerman can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. Same, so, same with Eric Miller. So. Here's the here's the thing about that group, because it's not uh, an a balanced schedule for all of them. Um, a team like Nashville, their schedule might be Orlando, Inter Miami, and Chicago Fire, and Philadelphia Union might play uh, New York City. Um, Inter Miami and Orlando. Um, so, so it may be that you might get a, a garbage team like Nashville or Chicago that, I mean, Chicago fire can beat Orlando uh, just like Orlando can, you know, you've got enough garbage teams there. They can beat each other and you may get one of these teams that gets out because they get the easy schedule and, you know, Inter Miami end up having to play New York city FC, uh, Philadelphia union and, uh, Orlando or something like that. Um, you remember yeah. when when Minnesota played in that Orlando preseason tournament, and all the teams were going to play each other, and then two games in, Orlando were like, "We won, <laughs> we won our tournament." <laughs> and then Minnesota had also won two games. We hadn't played Orlando yet, but Orlando was like, "Nope, tournament's over." Two games and, in, I believe they had like a plate from like the Pottery Barn or whatever right? they held they up gave, and like, they like, gave themselves like a they bedazzled it a little bit and held it up and. I'm thinking that someone, you know, like Orlando in general seems to struggle with this concept of balanced competition and tournaments. I don't, something, something's weird going on there. I just, if, or if Orlando and Chicago do end up in the same matchup, I just hope that Nani just dunks on Calvo the whole time. Just. Yeah, I have, I have that uh, Pornhub channel uh, saved on my <laughs> laptop as well. <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm very curious how, like, because that, that whole group is going to depend on the um, second, like, the round of drawing matches because it's all going to depend on who you play. And I actually had um, Inter Miami taking second in that group just because right now you know they're guaranteed that they're going to be playing against Orlando. So they already have one easy ish match. And so if you look at, like, and they're expansion team. So they look good to start the season. Knowing MLS. They'll probably pair them with another expansion team, so which means they're going to play Orlando, 
and they're going to play Nashville and they're going to play one other team. And that's already two wins, which will be enough to get them through. And so I think for sure, inner Miami, not for sure, but I think inner Miami is going to go through just because knowing how MLS works and just how, how obviously rigged and awful the whole draw was for this thing. It was just like, did anyone else watch the actual live draw? No. Oh my God. It. it was so terrible. Like, if so, what they did is they had like a representative from each team who were the seated teams. So whoever you know, the top you know three teams from each division or each conference uh, came in, and they had a representative there. And it was really funny. Like LAFC is like, we give zero fucks. We're sending one of our supporters, and like versus like the like operations guy from like Toronto who's wearing a suit, and like it was hilarious. But then they're like, so like each ran. So they picked like you know there were three unmarked balls. And it put like Seattle, Real Salt Lake, LAFC, you know, all of the like the um the um top three teams or whatever for each conference into the place. But then the balls were like numbered. So you could tell that they were obviously like picked to the point where like I was downstairs working and I was watching this. And once they got like through like this first like three teams or four teams, once like Dallas and Vancouver were in group B and they were starting to picking like the third team for the other two groups for the Western conference. I was just yelling them out. And my wife is like upstairs working. She's like, what the hell are you yelling at the computer for? <laughs> and um, I was like, it's like, like once like I saw that, like it was like Seattle and Vancouver were together. I was like, Oh, it's totally gonna be great. And like, and I was like, Oh, the next one for like group B is like, it's going to be Colorado. Cause they're rivals with Real Salt Lake. And it was, and I was like group F I was like, Oh, it's going to be Houston because then we can move Portland into group B with Seattle and Vancouver. And it was Houston. I was like, yes, I'm doing this. And, um, but Portland but yeah, no, it was, ended it was, up with Seattle. Is that, is that, yeah. And then like, the one thing, yeah, or, I think, and then they, they're like, Oh, well, they, they screw it up somehow. It would just be too obvious if like, <laughs> Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver together, and LAFC, LA Galaxy, and San Jose were all in the same group. Yeah, too. it was to throw us off the track. Yeah. yeah, or or to or to give you the or to give you the Seattle Portland lineup in the group stage. You know, face to face. Yeah, but I love, the, I love that Charlie Davies on on extra time from last week. Uh, he was like, he had to physically write all the numbers on all of those balls, and he's just <laughs> like, I'm like, and then you picked up like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, there was a, since we're on group A and we're talking to line, uh, really on that was it Bush um, basically said, this is what his recommendation would be. So like group A will either send 33% or 50% of its teams while every other group will send 50 or 75% of its teams to the next, um, yeah. to the next round. Uh, and basically what he said was what you should do is the six group winners will go the six runner-ups from each group will go the third place team from group a is guaranteed to move on and then the three highest point earners out of the other five third place finishers and the fourth place team from group a will move on so that essentially weights it where group a has a roughly a 59 percent chance of advancing and the non-group a team has a 62 percent chance so it's at least a little bit more equal they're actually uh kind of proposing that MLS might adopt that, but they've already committed to whatever the shitty format is. Mm -hmm. so, All the so, bad teams are in group A. Exactly. It, it, just, like, it doesn't know, matter. Like whatever. you're basically just saying like, we should spread the shitty teams around. Like, no, like put them all in the group and not, don't let them come out of the group. Like that's perfect. Like <laughs> how could you plan really it any matter? better? No, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's the, I think the yeah. interesting part is you got, 
if you look at the Inter Miami roster, you have Rodolfo Pizarro, and then you have Will Trapp, and then you still have Lee Wynn, right? Uh, unless he got transferred, and I didn't see that, right? Ah, he's still there. And so, like, I mean, that's if that group ever gets it all together, right? I mean, I yeah, with a couple of wingers, it's it's it's. Um, I mean, Rodolfo's proved he could score. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Treated, yeah, go ahead. It'll be interesting to see what kind of a difference continuity makes in this tournament, right? Because a lot, some of these teams, like the new teams, certainly are the teams that underwent a lot of turnover. You know, these guys haven't had much time to know each other at all, as far as we know. And so it'll be interesting to see if teams like Philadelphia or Minnesota, which have had a fair bit of continuity from year to year, are able to get into their stride after this totally disruptive period uh, versus teams where maybe a lot of people just just came into the country and then immediately had to lock down. Maybe they didn't get their permanent housing situation. You know, they had all kinds of other worries during this period. And it'll just be fascinating to see if there's a trend in that kind of respect. So imagine um, if we treated COVID the way that MLS is treating the teams in group A, just, just keeps them all super tight and don't <laughs> let them out. You could actually get together in the stands and watch the games. <laughs> No, I do like wonder they do if in New Zealand. Do, yeah. They, 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 they wonder if they're going to do something for like the the fans or like if, you know, no, I'm, I'm not all for the sex dolls, but I'm something out in the stands that they, they're like, talking about doing something like the, uh, the, the Danish one where they, you have like zoom things, uh, or yeah. somehow, uh, I want to yeah. move on to group B, um, uh, which is Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, San Jose earthquakes, uh, you know, for for a couple weeks now, I've been saying that this uh, this um, type of tournament favors a team like Seattle Sounders. They're very deep. They're very experienced. But also, I've just remembered Seattle Sounders are fucking terrible before the month of July. So, uh, I mean, I guess this is in July. So maybe maybe this is perfect. They're skipping the part of the season that they're terrible, and now they're just like pretending that they're just on this little like. Uh, um, uh, run that they go on every summer. Um, but uh, wh- who stands out for this um, group for you guys? Well, two Dallas. good teams, right? Seattle and Dallas, yeah. yeah those and are my two, two bad teams. And, yeah. and and if you're Vancouver or San Jose, you're thrilled to be in this group because you have a much better chance of advancing potentially because there's not a clear third-place team who's going to block you. On the other I hand, see, you're not very good, either. so you might, you might have difficulty regardless. I know. I don't think either of them are going to get a third place. Like I, I see Vancouver and San Jose ending the group stage with one point each. Like they're both going to lose to Seattle and Dallas, and then they're going to draw against each other. Like three points maximum for uh, those two teams, right? Yeah, that probably isn't enough to move on. So, uh, so you don't believe in the Almeida complex? Is that what you're saying? I mean, do you remember how, how bad they looked against Minnesota? How long it took them to get to figure out what they were doing last year? Yeah. They haven't had any of that time. Well, I, I'd say I, there's there's two ways you can think about it. One is that they've had time to now they're ready to go and kind of institute the Almeida uh, program, and they only have to do it for a few games, right? They they can it's just a sprint. Um, the other but, is that they're also maybe not good. So <laughs> there's there's requires that. a lot of fitness to play the way he wants to play, and they haven't they haven't yeah. been playing games for yeah. months. And and then the other thing is, I, I do think anytime we we predict um, a 
bad teams are going to be bad. I think we're we're we are maybe undercutting the the idea that you have two things. MLS, which is already just you can't predict anything. Garbage teams, you know, garbage teams are going to be cup winners. And then pure chaos with this tournament and it's just coming together and it's just going to be a, sh- a like synergy shitstorm. Uh, so I'm, I actually think it's going to be, you know, if we talk about Group A or whatever, Group B, I think it's going to be like Inter-Miami and Chicago Fire. It's going to be uh, Vancouver Whitecaps and FC Dallas and then like New England Revolution and Montreal Impact. It's just going to be weird-ass teams and only like LAFC are going to be the only, you know, really good team that get through or something like that. I, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, a good time I, to move to to move to Group C. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think for me, Group B, I had Rui Diaz FC in San Jose oh, making that up. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. we haven't heard from Rui Diaz Golden yeah. Boot Bootwatch uh, lately. Bootwatch, baby, back. All right, Group C. So Group C. Yeah, sorry. Uh, um, we've got Toronto FC, New England Revolution, Montreal Impact, DC United. Uh, obviously, we all care about uh, Thierry Henry and the Montreal Impact. Um, Toronto FC are, you know, a great team who have uh, won champions uh, championships recently. New England Revolution are a team that play soccer. Um, DC United are, I believe, if I remember correctly, terrible, right? Because they're always ever t- completely terrible or pretty good. And I think that this year they did win a game. Yeah, but they have a Peruvian guy that doesn't score much. Oh. They also have Julian Gressel. That's <laughs> true. They have Gressel as well too. So you got someone to cross. You know, the, probably one of the best MLS players to cross in a ball into a box. I mean, I, I think it's it's. I, I mean, I, I I see DC pulling it out just because I have I I think I like I like what Ben's doing in in that group, and I think with his group, and I think also uh, you know I think. Orejon will be able to provide some of his, his magic once he gets used to it. But like everything right now in this tournament is going to be fast paced. So like you're going to be learning and acclimating on the go. Like we were looking at playing like how many, how many games per day It's like two or three, maybe I don't three, know. Yeah. yeah. Three. So like, it's, it's either, it's either you're going to gel with somebody or you're, or you're not. And if you're not, then you're quickly going to, you're going to put some of those B reserve teams to be able to go in and, and give someone else an opportunity, so it's it's it's. I think it's pressure time for a lot of a lot of teams just to be able to see what they have. This is the one window where they can see what could be happening for the uh, for the next season. And so what? This is this is going to be. I think for me, this is going to be the most interesting group to watch. Right, but I think is a real toss up. I think Toronto, just given their experience and their depth and. Um, their ability to to win in these kind of situations. Bruce running New England, what Thierry Henry did in the CCL, mm-hmm. getting Montreal through, and then DC United. Like again, I, I like what Ben's doing, but you know, I think it's a I think it's going to be a real toss up on this one. I have Toronto and Montreal going through. Yeah, I'd- I have uh, yeah, I have Toronto and New England going through with DC being the um, third place team. Still going through. I've got DC as my third place team going through. Um, is any of these groups particularly tougher than the other? Which which group would you would you uh, be happy with Minnesota United being in? Minnesota United is in the toughest group. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. At least. Yeah. 
Don't jump the I mean, gun here, Chief. Sorry, well, you asked the question. Or well, were you I, only no, asking no, the, for I the top three, those, first those, three those groups? First three, yeah, sorry. Uh, group C is probably the most balanced. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of teams with a lot of teams with good a lot of potential and also huge question marks. Yeah. Um none of those only probably Toronto is the only one I'd be afraid of. Um I mean to me group group E and F there's a lot there, there's a lot of talent. We'll get to these. Um Yeah. I mean I mean but, I mean about the first top three the three groups the first three groups I think B is also it, it it's in a like we we said you know MLS is chaos. I really think uh, San Jose can 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 do some damage if yeah. they are quickly be able to get you know even a tie against the Seattle you know sometimes they come out slow um, could be could be what they need I mean we'll see if Miguel Ibarra gets playing time or gets more playing time right and and that's and and that's gonna be because Seattle you know have Joa uh, Joa Joa has to be able to mix and he was playing great for the first two games and so we'll see. How everything else rolls up. So, so I mean, I see how C can be the toughest group in that first bracket, but I'm more, um, I'm more in, in tune with B for me. Yeah. Um, let's go to our group, uh, Group D, which has uh, Real Salt Lake, Sporting, Kansas City, Colorado Rapids, Minnesota United, FC. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Sporting Kansas City uh, are atop the league after the two games. Uh, Minnesota United are right behind them. Uh, so obviously those are the two best teams uh, in this group. Colorado Rapids are fourth. Oh, that's right. Of the yep. three of the four teams with six points, three of them are in this group. Yeah, and then uh, and then you've got Real Salt Lake, who I, you know, Freddie Juarez is is in charge there, um, and like I, I don't know what to think about them, uh, but I, I haven't um, known what to think about them in in years now. Um, so, uh, what are Minnesota United's chances coming out of this? Do you think that Minnesota United should be favorites to be, um, the number one or favorites to be at least be one of the top two? I think they should be number one just because with how, I mean, I remember I was going back, I was, um, remembering a, um, the athletic, they had, um, a rundown of like all the, like, different writers across the country who kind of chimed in with their predictions. And I just remember there's one comment where said like, well, you know, for a world cup style format, it really favors teams with depth. So therefore none of the teams in MLS really have any depth. So <laughs> it's really a crapshoot. And, um, and I think outside of depth, the, what is this, uh, format is going to favor our teams that are defensively cohesive. And I think that's where so long as everybody like, so long as Ike and um, Ozzy stay healthy, I think that's going to be our huge advantage in this group is that we can bunker and counter. And like, that's what you do to, you know, save energy, whatever you need to do. And we're good at it. So I think that's going to be our strength in this. And I, if we don't finish like first, it's going to be a little bit disappointing just because especially knowing that like sporting Kansas city, they're like, they have a, you know, their defense completely sucked last year and they have some, obviously they have their new attacker. What's his name? I forget. Um, it was Polito. 10 minutes. Sorry. Right. Yeah. The 10 minute guy, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah. So I mean like, but still like they haven't played in how many months and all that. So like, I feel like from a defensive core, we have this and that's kind of like, 
short of depth, that's what you kind of need in this format. And I'm feeling pretty good about Minnesota moving on. I, I will I agree with that, but the counterpoint for that is you've got to manage Ike and Ozzy throughout this entire tournament. And I think if you can get off to a hot start with a, like if we draw Kansas City and we beat them, I think you rest Ike and Ozzy, you know, um, or one of the two, or you bring Ozzy out at 60 minutes and you put in Hassani Dotson, or you bring in some of the other guys. I think, I think our depth is surprisingly good this season. Um, what is the deal with Brent Coleman's suspension? He'll be able to come back for the knockout round if we make it because yep. he's suspended for five matches. So, like, there were two earlier, and then there's a three group stages. Um, so, I, th- I think that 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 works for us. I I think we're his, his Colorado, original suspension was go ahead. His original suspension was for how many games? Five, ten, six. Five? Ten? It was for six, six. but right. the playoffs so match counted as one of them. And yeah. then we had two games, so that's three. Yeah, yeah. So that means so it might be the third group stage. So yeah, so I, I think I think but the most interesting question that, that 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 I think we need to think about is just like who do you who 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 do you rest more, Ike or Ozzy? Like who can you live without more? And I think and I think for me it's like as as much as as much as I I rather take care of Ike more than I would rather take care of Ozzy more. So like if I can give my chance of like giving someone else's start specifically against against another opponent that is in Kansas City, then I then I take my chances with that. But Ike is composed of a of a beam of pure light. I don't know why we need to rest Ike. He no, I, Ike, also, Ike is pure magic and you can't fucking touch him. So also I, yeah. Ike is on pace for thirty four goals this season. Yeah. So you cannot yes. rest him. Yeah, take he needs to keep scoring. Watch. Yeah, golden boot yeah, watch. he's our golden boot watch right watch. now. Like uh, him and Amaria are gonna like be bashing it out to see who's gonna get the golden boots. The, yeah. the thing, the thing that scares me about our group is Colorado. They went on an absolute tear at the end of the season and almost squeaked into the playoffs after being absolutely abysmal for the first half of the year. They scare me more than Kansas City does. And they got a good coach. Well, you know what I like about that statement is—is is it, it could, you, what you could have meant is that they went on their tear in their second game after being abysmal in their first game. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. second half of the season, they were so much better. All ninety minutes of it. Um, the 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 just sticking with Minnesota United for another minute. I think one thing that, that favors Minnesota is exactly what you said, Mark. The the stability because they can eke out some one nil uh, or even just a one one or nil nil draw. Um, they've got, uh, you know, we, we think that Emery is the, the real deal. Um, and you know, neither of these, these teams are tough, but none of them are, um, uh, you know, sporting is the only team that's kind of had Minnesota United's number. And so, except for Colorado, cause we always get red card. There's always a red card in that game, but I think, uh, we, we should be favored to be at least number two, if not number one, but I think then the opposite is true, right? When you talk about um, tournament games, uh, then you go into knockout stuff where um, you have to be more front-footed and uh, and can't be quite as kind of um, stalwart. And uh, and I think that 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 will get will win the group, and then we'll get like matched up with uh, like. Vancouver Whitecaps, who will get third place in Group B or something like that, and then we'll lose to the Vancouver Whitecaps, something like that. Sorry to be <laughs> sorry to be depressing, but maybe maybe I'll be better. But um, why, why do we always got to get lit up by Jordy Reyna? I just don't oh, get that. Fucking that dude. Um, 
Any other uh, teams you want to talk about in Group D or, or or things that excite you about Minnesota United in this group? Does Amaria's goals in the knockout round and beyond count toward his 25 goal count in the regular season? Yes. We got to give him as, as, as much of the benefit of the doubt as we can, I think. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's not like we're going to get to 34 games anyway, so. He's still going to get his 25 goals, though. Um, what he does yeah well he has so far in my fifa game so (laughs) he's at 27 in my in my in my season so um uh okay um groupie i just want to point out that we got through talking about minnesota united and no one said thomas chacon uh so groupie we've got atlanta united fc cincinnati uh new york red bulls columbus uh Columbus Crew SC. Um, who's going to tear down the monument of the crew? I mean, it, it'd be I awesome if it'd be awesome crew. if Philadelphia was in this group and they played Columbus Crew, and then uh, then someone could make a good headline about a bunch of angry Italians at the game yeah, surrounding the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, buddy, go back to your own town. For the statue enthusiasts, <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be a great game just for the aspects of someone making tiffles of the Santa Maria and the team. Yeah. <laughs> just these racists throwing Gino subs at. Just getting really pissed <laughs> off at the at the at the um, ESPN cameraman. Yo, stop filming us, <laughs> bro. Anyway, um, <laughs> Atlanta are going to win this group. Yeah. First yep. of all, Atlanta they're playing at home. Second of all, they're the best team in this group. So, uh, although they don't have a striker right now, yeah, I I mean Adam John is their striker, and they were garbage in their first two games. They won their first two games, but they were garbage. They almost lost to Nashville, which uh, they have so much talent. I think if I think if PT and Barco can be either two up top or however they want to do it, I if if they can fire. On all cylinders, and they start linking up. I think it's gonna they're gonna be tough to beat. In I this mean, group. the the Atlanta that we saw in the CCL with with Barco and PT actually finally clicking together. I mean, that's what people in Atlanta have been waiting for to see, right? And I think this is their tournament to to explore that and and actually exploit that. I think you know Atlanta should be should be doing some 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 really cool things. I mean, I just I just want to finally be able to not have to yell at Argentinians for ones in the MLS, but that's just, uh, that's just my own pet peeve. I mean, they beat Monagua and then they, uh, sorry, Motagua, and then they got pasted by America. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm also going to say, um, New York Red Bulls, uh, I know that they're always like, maybe sometimes they're terrible, but, um, they're, but they're, they're a good team. Uh, Columbus crew are a very good team. Uh, I mean, let's say, uh, um, Columbus Crew come out. Their first game is against FC Cincinnati. They win seventeen to nothing. Atlanta play uh, New York Red Bulls and lose two to one. Um, then all of a sudden, and then Atlanta have to play Columbus Crew. Like all of a sudden, you can see Atlanta getting in a really quick uh, deficit. Now any team could do that, but I, I think I'm not very confident for Atlanta in this. I think I'm the most confident about Columbus Crew in this group. I think the thing, key yep. thing with Cincinnati, one of the X factors in this group will be who their coach is, whether it's Bob Bradley, whether it's Vin Diesel, <laughs> or whether it's uh, Brad Friedel. I've already depending, forgotten. 
Yeah, depending, on, depending on those or me, yeah, or it's West, yeah. If it's, if it's West, then whew, he shaves and puts seventeen zero is maybe too. Oh I, I put it on the email to management and I asked them to please look into Ice Cube. So, oh. <laughs> can you imagine they just like uh, I, I'm accidentally out there and how how just amazingly trounced my team would get but i would give i would give one hell of a fiery speech and i'd get to the end of it and all of them would be like what the fuck wait what the fuck just happened then they'd go out there they'd be really confused uh and then they'd they'd mutiny and i'd be uh, fired by ready to ready to seize the means of production but not necessarily play a soccer game (laughs) it would be it would be performative what i'd be doing is empowering them to take over and overthrow the hierarchy and uh, yeah exactly and I, you're, I, you're an ideas guy is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think the team I'm most confident about this in is the crew, and I think it goes crew, Red Bulls, Atlanta, just because I want to see the schadenfreude. Uh, Atlanta will get through, though, and then they'll win the cup. They never lose in Orlando. Yeah, no, it's going to be Atlanta, crew, and then Have I they, don't even I don't even think the uh, Cincinnati or Red Bulls are going to make it through in the third place. You're you're drunk. All right. Um, uh, group Group F, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, Portland Timbers, FC. Um, so LAFC, it's quite obvious, are the best team in this group. Um, they're the best team in the league. Um, even if they, you know, may not be right. They they who did they? Oh, they just drew one of their games. Um. That was that. That was that Philly three three oh, right, right. juggernaut match. Um, that was a fun match. The last, the last game in the before times. Uh, people were talking about this group as being tough, uh, but Houston Dynamo are who knows what they are. <laughs> Not going to be using Christian well uh, properly uh, enough, and LA Galaxy are absolute garbage. And Chicharito uh, is just the garbage man. He's just there to lead, <laughs> leading them. He's just hanging. But I have a, I have a the theory truck. about why they're garbage. Oh yeah. What if Katai was just oh. the most repulsive <laughs> influence in the locker room? Like racist, everyone hated him, and just no one could play together because he was around. Or his, and, his wife and, was just at practices. Right, his wife is just there, like sw- like yelling racial slurs at everybody. Like, <laughs> what if that's like the atmosphere? Now that he's gone, they're like, yeah, we can actually play together. Like. You seem like a nice guy. Yeah. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. No. See, the just, only two teams that I think will make it out of this group really is like LAFC and then anybody else but the Galaxy, honestly. So on <laughs> brief, just briefly on Alexander Katai, um, you know, um, I forget if I cut it from the last show, but we talked at the end about uh, Katai getting uh, let go by the Galaxy. Um, but... Uh, for, for his wife's racist stuff, but you know, obviously there was something else there. And uh, and then CJ Sapong gave an interview where he talked, I think, to the Cooligans about how like Katai, like he's like, Yeah, Katai like didn't look at me the first two months that I was there. He would never pass to me. And and then uh, I think Cooligans tweeted that quote out, and then Sapong then uh, retweeted it and was just like truth or something like that and you know it's very wild when you see players like that just kind of come out and and say i'm sure there's garbage people like katai all over there but you rarely see it kind of like a player say yeah that dude was a racist to me so uh anyway i think that would be something that uh, teams would would ask players before signing them you know 
yeah. do have a problem passing to someone who isn't white. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, there's there's due diligence in all job interviews, even for athletes. But then it's the Chicago Fire, so I mean, I would think at least even a even a even a, a, a well versed veteran racist like uh, Alexander Katai would be able to be coached well enough to be like, oh yes, I can I can pass to anyone of any color, and then just whisper. This is a this is a, a deep cut from the early Trump administration, but they they um they appointed this guy to a a judgeship, and it turned out that he had written all kinds of like, I think it was like blog posts about his love for the Ku Klux Klan. And I remember that the next judicial hearing or whatever, there was some Republican senator who had this list of questions that were like, all these judicial nominees were in front of the committee. And he was like, have you ever written in praise of the Ku Klux Klan? (laughs) You know, and it was like, it was, it was just a list of like extremely disqualifying things that he was just like, let's just, let's just, let's get this out of the way. Let's make sure none of these people are going to do this to us again. Yeah. The bar, the bar is set so high. Same, same thing for the Chicago fire, I think. Yeah. (laughs) New, New vetting strategy. Uh, Okay, so back back to the the actual teams here. Uh, um, who else is good in this uh, this group? This is the uh, group with the second lowest combined points total. It's it's got like big names and not a lot of early season success. I know it's only two games, but yeah, but that's still the you could yeah you could still make the same argument that we're just starting the season over again and they're going to have the same issues. Um, although they just had. Well, no, because it's not, it's not even like they had group training for that long. It's only been, what, a week, week and a half? Yeah. So, I mean, I have LAFC in Portland going through. Yeah, the same. I have LAFC in Portland going through with LA Galaxy getting the third place and same. going through because there's no way that MLS would allow LA Galaxy to not go through. So, This is um this uh, group is one of the least... Uh, um, wild cards in it because I, I just don't. I think Houston Dynamo are garbage. You know they're not going to get anything done. I think although L- they will be the most used to playing without fans in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like so, no, I was this, just is, say, this is really like every every match is their home match. I forget who on Twitter was texting. They're like, well, if they're going to rig it, they should have put Dallas and Houston together for the Texas Derby. And I was like. No, like they would just have slightly less people at the like closed matches for the Texas Derby of Dallas and Houston played than they do during a Texas Derby in Houston. Like it's pointless. No one cares about Texas. No one in Texas cares about either team. So look, if, if, if the Portland that played the first two games shows up to this tournament, then I I don't, I don't see them doing any of any and getting out of this group. So I honestly like, I don't really it's like. You know, it really depends on what what kind of Portland we get. I mean, I think Houston has a has a shot, but I think the Galaxy just this was so used to playing with with Slatan and just feeding the ball and getting out of the way and just waiting for him to do something. And now they have to figure out how to play as a team. And I don't we, know if they can be able to do that at 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 this point. If we I, I had think, a full blown season, probably. But not I, now. I think I think your your point about the first two matches that Portland played. I think that's exactly why they're going to go through. Is I think they, I think they figured out a lot in those first two matches. And I think they're, I think they're going to change their tactics or formation or you know, are they going to have both chars out there? Like, what's the? I think they, they figured do? out that they're better than Nashville and worse than Minnesota. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure I would. Will uh, I, yeah. I don't know. 
Um, is it gonna maybe maybe they're just gonna cut to the chase and do their normal counterattacking thing, which they always seem to figure out every year. Counter, like half, man. Halfway through the year, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the only thing we're good." Uh, on this one, I am most confident uh, that uh, LA Galaxy will not get out. Uh, I think Houston Dynamo. You know, like I said, with Vancouver or San Jose, like crazy shit happens. I don't think crazy shit happens for LA Galaxy. I think it's like Houston Dynamo. Maybe they could do something weird, and uh, you know, Manotas gets injured, and then Ramirez gets put up there, and uh, and then scores five goals a game. You know, and Darwin See, just no, chips guys I, from outside the no, box. No, similar to that, like I have a like my dream for Houston is that like with this tournament, like and well, everything going forward for the season is there's going to be five subs a match. So it's almost guaranteed. Not, I mean, not almost like guaranteed, but like it's pretty close to guaranteed that like Darwin and Christian towards the end of the match will probably be in there playing against playing together because they're neither of them are going to start, but they're going to come in and fill out, you know, the depth and try to close out matches. And it would be awesome if those two started to click together and suddenly just like, you know, the last 20 minutes of each match just started story, scoring goals to the point where, like, you couldn't ignore them anymore and they had to play them together and start them, which I it, think it'll, would be, it'll be, it'll be the July story 2018 all over again. Yeah. It, I th- and it's going to be happy in July. I mean, it's not a coincidence. Adri- Adrian, here's the other question with those five subs. What's the over under of how many subs Adrian Heath will not use in every game? Oh, he's going to totally fuck it up. <laughs> because gonna, the thing I, is, I'm saying he's actually going to use three per game. Oh no, he and totally forget, is, and and just forget that he could actually use five. No, no, no. What he's going to do is not even that. He's going to like want to use all five, but he's going to forget that even though you have five subs, you only have three stoppages to use subs. So if you don't make a double substitution at some point, or you know, two of your three subs aren't double substitutions, you can't use them anyway. So that's going to be the problem. Is he's going to get to like down to like the like eighty seventh minute? He's be like, "Ooh, I still have two subs left to use," and they're like, "Sorry, coach, you uh, put them in single. You can only stop three times. You can't use your subs." He's like, "Oh, dang!" Here's the thing, right? He the reason That's I the say worst he, Adrian three, Heath accent I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. I, I didn't want to respect for the folks, the British folks, to even do a fake British accent. Uh, so I'm just gonna. I just do the dumbest accent I can, blade. and I just assign that to Adrian Heath. Like if. Yeah. Look, Sorry, did, did, Rodrigo. Look, no, 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 that's totally fine. That was well placed, Alex. That was well placed. Uh, I just I just think that the reason he's only gonna use three subs is because if he uses more than that, then that he has to put uh Thomas Chacon in the eighteen. So that, that in that and and that would just you know, it would be one of those things like, is, you know, a time portal. I think they get 22 or 23, 22. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Do yeah. they? Oh, they get, yeah, you get, get 22 it. for match day rosters. He'll still find a way to not put Chacon exactly. on. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Chaconista. Chacon is definitely 23 material. Uh, I like that I've gotten uh, David Goss to start throwing Chaconistas uh, comments in Extra Time Radio. I'm very proud of that. Uh, I've worked very hard to... Uh, to, to just like put that in inside everyone's brains. Um, so I want to, um, we will do probably another preview uh, with like more in-depth stuff once we have schedules right before we come out. Um, well, I will also say um, the games are going to be 8 a.m. Uh, and then 7 p.m. and then 9.30 p.m. And so I'm going to have the um, bar open for all of them, including the 8 a.m. games. We'll just close up then. Um, so if you want to like come uh, and then like work remotely, quote end quote, 
Um, we're going to have things like, uh, I think, uh, pensehomes.com is going to um, sponsor some stuff so you can like get uh, the first like five people will get a, 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 a buy one, get one uh, free. And, uh, and so anyway, so you should uh, pr- start preparing. Um, I basically am going to drive out to Pennsylvania with my family a few days before and then fly back so that I can have man camp, um, which I usually do every summer where I get a couple weeks on my own so I can li- live at the bar. So, um, I'll be there. You said band camp. No, just man camp. Um, it'll be band camp. Yeah, it'll be soon. band camp. I'll, I'll get my guitar out and start playing some hits because there's a lot. Oh yeah. What? Because what? I was like, there's there's no guitars in, in marching bands, but you were thinking about a different kind of band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, oh, that's so <laughs> weird, Corey. I'm not a fucking nerd. So. <laughs> Wait, rubber bands? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, let's take a break and um, we'll come and uh, we've got a few questions. Back on the 55.1 podcast, we've got a few questions here. So uh, Matthew, who is on our Patreon on Slack, thank you for supporting us, uh, Matthew. Um, why is this group going to be more difficult for the loons than people think? And let me just add to that, which is, is there a chance Minnesota doesn't come out of this group? Very much so, yeah. It's, it's a tough group. I mean, Alex, you said that's like the, what, three of the f- four top teams after... I mean, it's only the first two games of the season, but still are in this group. So, yeah, I think it. I think that absolutely. I think it's what, what Alex you said that what they average twenty points between them all. Um, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's the most evenly matched with enough surprises. Um, you would think it's SKC and Minnesota United moving on, but. Who knows what Salt Lake and Colorado are going to do? They're not. They're not total write-offs. Can I? Can I add this? Um, uh, is it if we go out of the? If we like get fourth, we draw one game. That's it. We're out of the out of the tournament. Um, it, do you? Do you? Is that? Do you hold Heath's feet to the fire, or is it just like we're in crazy? Hashtag Heath out. Yeah. Or is it crazy times, and you can't really you you can't really make a decision about something like that until the end of. Uh, this season. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's crazy times and you can't make any serious decisions based on what happens in this tournament. Yeah, yeah I completely it, agree. It, it's essentially another preseason in yeah, terms of, except it counts. Um, yeah, it counts for the finals, right? Okay, yeah. follow-up yeah. to the follow-up then is we're also going to be Heath out train if that happens though, right? Like we're going to be mad that he's now fired. This just we'll a, make I know we can say it now that like oh you can't but we I'm I'm gonna be mad so oh, I mean, especially if it, if it only uses like three of the five subs <laughs> right yeah. if he goes out in really embarrassing I, like stupid fashion I actually I want to be fully on the record like most of the time I I'm not I don't fully understand the people who obsess of like he didn't use his third sub and you're like yeah but look who he has on the bench why would you you know they're doing okay unless it's like Miguel Ibarra's last game then it, but. I, I just want to put that on the record that I actually... This, this is the first season I've actually felt... I, like, I agree with you on that. This is the first season that I've actually felt really... 
that I would feel a lot different about the options he's uh, got yeah. coming off the bench. Yeah. If, yeah. if Chacon does not get any minutes at all throughout this whole freaking tournament, uh, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be livid. Seriously. And drive down That's, to Orlando and call for that is what That is what Heath will do that will drive me nuts, is he'll play the same. He won't take it. He, like he'll play the same players every single. Game. He, he won't rotate. Oh. No, he's totally he like, no, he never rotates, and, and, and like and that's like, <laughs> exactly what you don't want to do for this tournament. And, and we know how Adrian Heath works on preseason too. Like he already going into preseason every year, he always has his guys. Yep. And they're always like the the starting eleven, and then there's like the next eleven that you help play whenever. And like you know, it's going to be ex- the exact same for this tournament. So. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark, let me ask you this from Kevin Hill, which is when will Mark Watson be returning to Buenos Aires? Uh, Babello watch hashtag. Um, I actually, I'm going to be honest. I literally don't even know what watches we have anymore. Like my life has gotten so dark and sad that I, I like watches mean nothing to me, but Babello is a player, right? I forgot. Right. Yeah. He plays for, um, down Argent- and a place called Argentina. Mm, and, um, yeah, yeah. For a place called Boca. Uh, and, uh, but no, like I actually, uh, Kevin is a huge, huge Boca juniors fan. And so he follows this a lot more closely than I do. And apparently, um, uh, recently, uh, one of the hangups with, uh, what they said about, um, Minnesota signing Babelo is that, uh, his junior, the team that he was playing when he was, uh, in his youth club still had some of his rights. And apparently Boca juniors has purchased those rights since uh, the spring, you know, and apparently, and I forget who posted this. It was a Mundo Boca, which I assume is a very credible source on Twitter uh, said something about that. um, A team from MLS who uh, had made an offer in January for him has since inquired about him again, but has not made a second offer. So apparently that's where we're at right now. I'm, in unsubstantiated rumors. My, right. But I, yeah. But here's the thing, like they're not, they're not going to spend any money because we're going to, all MLS teams are going to lose so much money this season that they're not going to spend money, but we'll see. Maybe even if, maybe even this, if you win, even if you win this year, right. Let's say, let's say we get to the final and we win the final. Are we going to have fans in the stands in De- in December or whenever November? Like, no. And so, I mean, the thing is, though, we haven't discovered if the virus does well in freezing temperatures. Oh, yeah. Let's. I mean, what Minnesota. if it's what if it's twenty degrees and the virus doesn't do so well below freezing? Yep. And maybe we're like, yeah. Perfect. Turns out that if you just freeze the little fucker, it dies. Yeah, that's so. Just, let's that's just, just do it. Science. That'd be like let's, a. Really bad episode of the last ship series. Yeah, I feel like my science is pretty solid on this, guys. Um, all right. <laughs> Next question. Um, Matt Ackleson says, do y'all feel like we're going to have a defense fest in the group round with players being at lower fitness levels than normal, trying to limit mistakes? Or do you think clubs will actually turn up their offense and try to win? Um, uh, you know, win, we talk, baby, win. We talked a little bit about Minnesota being solid or whatever. Do you... Are we going to see kind of uh, 2010 South Africa World Cup with uh, teams playing not to not to lose? It's definitely a it's I, yeah probably. Um, I think it's kind of a risk, um, but I also think that MLS doesn't care, and I don't think fans will care either. Um, people have 
people just, I think people just want to see people kick a ball around. Yeah, yeah but- I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of low block encounter and at least for the first two matches and then we'll see where everybody stands and then they'll just open up the the fire hose and <laughs> throw everybody up front for the third match if they're in a place to do it. Was that a direct Stanley Spadowski uh fire hose <laughs> reference from UHF or just a No. Okay. I just who wants to drink from the fire hose? <laughs> I just right. want to know how many four four twos you may see in this tournament. So, um, Toby Seisler, last question says: Remember when uh, Colorado had the Prairie Dog Plague last year? I miss the good old days when that seemed crazy. Uh, speaking of Colorado, is there any chance we play a normal game against them? I feel like the last four. Oh yeah, yeah, I mentioned this right. Last four matchups have been full of uh, cards and extra late goals. Also, knowing he okay, no, let's just uh, he's asking about uh, subs, and we've already hit that. Um, just reminiscing about the good old days of when Prairie Dogs had the plague and not humans. Yeah, <laughs> and Adrian Heath's son got red cards. Yeah, and uh, and our our goalkeeping coach. Uh, uh, um, additionally get red carded. Yeah. Um, all of them are gone. Even, uh, even Miguel isn't there to get in fights with, uh, with players. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other players who've had like on our team left who have had fights, uh, with, with Colorado. Um, I mean, I would love to see Ozzy just fucking lay someone out. I mean, anytime he brings out a shiv, but the thing is Ozzy's so good at it. Like, that like he'll shiv someone and walk away and they'll be like, well, this guy's dead, but we didn't see anything. So we can't give you a red card. He just hands it off to goose and he just starts combing his hair with it. Oh yeah. Oh, that just, just full of blood. That'd be amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I do miss the Prairie dog uh, plague days. It was amazing when, uh, you know, the idea of a plague used to be funny and not mind numbingly depressing. So, um, <laughs> We're really ending with that question. Oh, yeah, that, no. That's really ducks in the mood of the whole I thing. Don't really, I don't really organize the questions. I MLS is back. MLS <laughs> is back. Well, comrades. Hey, Alex, it was great to have you back in the podcast, uh, um, even though you refused to join the Slack and uh, and be part of the planning. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot like, about it. This is my guilt for you. Uh, that's why you didn't get a brand new mic. Um, so uh, I have anyway. This, uh, headset from my office now, so... It's, you know, you look great. You you just you're <laughs> darkly lit, uh, laying down in your boudoir. Um, uh, Mark, uh, Corey, Rodrigo, it's great to see you guys. Thank you um, for everyone else. Uh, just check the schedule on the Blackheart Twitter. I'm going to be there bartending a lot because um, I we're trying to figure out how we will reopen and do all these things. Um, so please stop by if that's kind of your jam. If you're not. Uh, getting out in the world. I totally understand. But uh, thank you guys, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. <laughs>